This is episode six of season four of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking to running coach and host of the Marathon Training Academy podcast, Angie Spencer. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan, and this is Season 4 of Runner Girls, three women brought together by love of running. Yes, and somehow still managing to get together even though our laptops and internet (laughs) do not seem to want that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I have a brand new laptop. I paid my internet bill. There's no reason for this. Anyway, I'm a little frustrated, but, um, but I'm happy to talk to you girls again. How's it going, Katie? How is everything in uh, Myrtle Beach? It's going pretty well. Yesterday and today were absolutely gorgeous days as far as the weather was concerned. So um, got outside, did did some running and 5K racing, which I'll talk about later. Nice. Um, and just really overall enjoyed nature. That makes me sound so weird, but it was... <laughs> It was just so nice, and I'm I'm a big advocate of the, what is it called, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. You know, when it's crappy outside, you feel crappy. When it's nice outside, you feel nice. Oh, my God. I, totally beautiful day yesterday and today, so I am happy. You sound it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this is an awesome February, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we had 75 degrees today, so I was very, very happy with that. Yeah. Totally makes up for last February, how brutal that was. How about you, Megan? How are things in North Carolina? Good. They're not as warm as 75, but much warmer than they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mid-60s yesterday and today. And that's really exciting because this winter has been so mild. And it's felt nice. Yeah. Because I don't know what I would have done with a brutal winter, my first winter <laughs> in North Carolina. You got a little taste of it, right? Just a little (laughs) taste of winter. Yeah. And that was kind of enough as much as I think another snow day would be nice. I don't want to deal with all the junk after snow here. Mm. Like two days of not being able to drive and no milk and bread and all that. You need an SUV. You need some all-wheel drive. (laughs) Yeah. And that's... You know, stuff like that. So I'm happy right now. If it could stay like this and just be spring from here on out, I'd be over the moon excited, happy. Yeah, I kind of feel like we're over the hump. And, you know, I might be jinxing it now because I know we've had snowstorms in April before, so you never know what's going to happen. But I feel like, you know, March is right around the corner now. (laughs) We're not too far away from (laughs) spring. So it was nice here, too. We had uh, mid-50s, so pretty good. And it's been really nice, sunny, and there was a little bit of snow up in North Conway yesterday, but it had stopped snowing by the time we got up because we went up to Jeff's parents' house this weekend. By the time we got up there, it was gorgeous. (laughs) So we're like, oh, okay, we missed it. But uh, it's been a nice winter. I'm glad it's going to be over soon, but I feel like it's still not soon enough. (laughs) But that's because I can't run, just for other reasons, so... Right. Are you girls ready to move along to our running? Sure. Okay. All right. I don't have a lot to say, so I will go first. You know, the last episode I talked about 
how I wasn't running because I was uh, suspecting that I had a stress fracture and my doctor sent me for an x-ray and that came back normal and then she referred me to an orthopedic doctor and so I actually haven't been to that appointment yet so uh, no MRI yet I'm pretty I'm still pretty sure that I have one at least one if not more because I have pain a couple different spots on my legs but but fortunately it doesn't bother me when I'm not running and since I haven't been running I feel fine <laughs> so what I have been doing instead is swimming because I have that mile swim race in June so I've been going to the pool I did a few swims and I've been noticing that I'm getting a little faster which is nice and I forgot how much I freaking love swimming it's so much easier on the body than running is like it's just it feels so good it doesn't feel hard and I don't, you know, I'm probably not pushing my effort at all, at all. Like I'm just swimming nice, easy laps back and forth, but I like it and it's fun and gives me something to do when I can't be running, which is good. I just need to get to the pool more often, which is hard because it's a little drive from home. You know, it's not like I can just put on my running shoes and go outside. It's not that easy. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm suffering a little bit from, I wouldn't call it lack of motivation, but lack of swimming time I don't know it's weird because I feel like I, I should have more free time more able to get to the pool but it doesn't happen as much as I would like but I did it a few times which is good and I started going to yoga again which Jeff's gonna be going with me to the yoga as like a fun thing that we can share together and that's good it was actually the first yoga class that I took that felt kind of easy which made me feel good and the instructor was recommending me to go to like the more advanced class so I'm like maybe like I'm kind of enjoying this easy yoga so maybe I'll do this for a few more times and then try the advanced class but but yeah it's it's good I'm just trying to keep busy and not put any strain on my leg one of the things I noticed when I was swimming is that sometimes I'll push off with my leg my foot like against the side of the pool when I um, go to turn and I have to like be careful to push with my other foot, which I'm better at now, now that I noticed I was doing that. But I just don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize my healing or recovery or whatever. So that's what I've been up to. Not a lot, but some stuff. Yeah, some stuff. Yeah, keeping busy. All right, so Megan, you have a half marathon coming up pretty soon, right? When is, uh, how far away now? Three weeks. Three weeks. How's your training going? Well, I've been running. Good. So that's really good. I ran nine miles this week and six miles last week or flip-flop that, whichever one is which. So I've run nine miles this week and six miles last week. So that's pretty good. I haven't actually gotten a long run in yet. Well, nine miles is pretty long. Oh, is that total mileage? Yeah, that's total miles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my longest run so far was about four and a quarter miles yesterday. Okay. Which is fine, actually. It was easy, almost. It was really hilly, and I ran the whole time, and I was really happy. So that was good. And I've been consistently running at least two days a week. Good. It was three days this week, and that's almost more than I have done for a lot of halves I've run. So, you know, thinking about it that way, which is actually scary, but it's good. Yeah. 
I aimed to get seven in today, but I realized after I went out and did two, and by the end of the two, I just felt miserable. And after having done the hilly four miles yesterday, yeah, it was just ridiculous trying to run long again. It wasn't going to happen. And so I tried and got two done, and that's better than zero. Yeah, that's good. I guess you can count it as a recovery run if you were taking it easy. Yeah. How's everything been feeling? How have your legs been? Good. Um, Today they were tight just because the four miles yesterday, and then we walked around like an outside outlet mall a lot yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I was on my feet for a lot of yesterday. But other than that, any of the pain I had dealt with, not a problem. Good. So that's a plus. And so what's the plan for this week? Run three times during the week. And I need to get a longer mile run in. And I'm not worried about a taper because I haven't actually been strenuously training. because So I don't need to taper anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go for between six and eight miles this weekend. Yeah. And then go for between eight and ten the next weekend. Yeah. And then that'll put me right up to the half. Yeah. This sounds good. If you can, you know, get a few other runs in there as well, that would, you know, shorter runs. But that sounds good. Yeah, I'll be running during the week. My goal is to run at least two to three times during the week. About three miles is what I've been doing. So add that into those runs and it'll be fine. It'll be kind of like a normal training plan at this point. If I run a couple, you know, three, three mile runs and then an eight to 10 mile run. And then like a six to eight mile run is almost normal for like a really beginner half training plan. Yeah. For somebody who just wants to finish. And my fitness is pretty good there. Like I haven't had to walk a lot lately and I felt like I could go faster than what I've been doing on my three to four mile runs, but I've been taking it easy. So I just got to actually get out there and run. Yeah. It sounds like you're being consistent, which is good. And just adding, you know, a few miles onto those longer runs. I think you're going to be fine. I think so, too. I'll definitely finish. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. And I can probably finish with a decent time because it is totally flat. Awesome. And that's a big difference, too. Yeah. There might be, like, one or two hills right at the beginning. And you've been running on hills, so you're going to feel like you're flying. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm like... Don't go too fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm just going to go... Uh, One of the girls I'm going to run with, she's starting out, I guess she's aiming for 2.30, but with run-walk. So I think that'll make it a little bit easier, and I might start with her and then just drop off if I have to. Yeah. Because I think 2.30 on a flat course with run-walk won't be that bad. Because I've PR'd at 2.39 back in October with probably just as much training I ran 13 miles in September, like a month before the race. And then after that, all I got in was a 10-mile run for my long run. And that's about it. Yeah, we know you can do it. (laughs) And maybe you'll PR. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird thinking about that. I guess I've been running long enough and just kind of have a good enough base where I don't worry about finishing a half marathon. Yeah. Which is why I'm so worried I think about the marathon. Yeah, well, yeah, that you can't, <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't, I can't just do like this for half-ass it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think that's part of why it scares me because I've 
gotten good at half-assing half marathons <laughs> you know what it, like I know I can half-ass a half marathon without a problem I know I can just kind of sign up for it and go and run and I'll finish and won't feel too terrible but a marathon is scary which yeah. is why I'm doing it because I don't like feeling comfortable enough with half marathons that I can half-ass it and it's okay <laughs> all this talk like gives me an idea we should have a runner girls race with called the half-ass marathon <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh well that's awesome it sounds like you did a good week of training and you got a plan to get you through the next half marathon and I'm interested to hear how it goes I'm, I'm excited for you all right Katie so you have well you have a half marathon coming up as well how has your training been going I do um April 2nd is the date of run the bluegrass so it is quickly approaching and of course as you've heard me complain about in the past few episodes I've been dealing with this case of runner's knee it's gotten a little bit better because I've just been trying to squeeze in a mile or two here and there as I was telling you Sue before we started recording mock trial has been taking Uh up a lot of my I, I know a lot of my time uh, but after this weekend, it is finished. So I'm hoping that I can get into a little more of a routine. I mean, it's been hard enough dealing with the runner's knee, but then on top of just trying to squeeze in a mile here and there when I could do it. Uh, but I have been using my foam roller pretty religiously every night. So just trying to stay on top of that, do some strengthening exercises here and there when I can. Um, My running of the mile or two has just been around the neighborhood, so nothing really too trying. My neighborhood is really flat, but of course my time was running out to get in my race for February, and I had looked at a couple uh, that would be happening on February 27th and was going to go and visit a friend and, and do a race in that town the same weekend I thought oh great that'll be fun two birds with one stone well turns out that's the date of the mock trial regional competition so again (laughs) mock trial cramping my style Uh, (laughs) so I had to hurry and find something for this weekend and I found a 5k race in Florence South Carolina it's just about 45 minutes to an hour away from the beach and it was the I just pulled up the name of it where did it go? The 2016 Race for Water H2OOO plus 5K. Okay. <laughs> I know. Say that five times fast. But it was sponsored and put on by a church that was raising money for clean water initiatives around the world. It's actually a clean water-based group down in Charleston, and they travel all over um, installing these filtration systems to communities that don't have a lot of access to clean water and on average in those communities the women and the girls have to walk three miles or more to get clean water and bring back to their families so that was the reason that they had put together this 5k race which of course we all know is 3.1 miles so not only could I knock out my February race but the money was going to a good cause Mm -hmm. and it was a smaller race I'd say there was only about 50 people that registered and I thought this will be a good way to kind of judge where my knee is at in a race you know when I'm I'm out there I can't just turn around and go okay it hurts now let me go home because that's kind of what I've been doing you know just run until I started to feel it a little bit and then give it a rest because I didn't want to overdo it so I get there on time go me (laughs) 
<laughs> and pick up my bib and my t-shirt and everything. And then we're just kind of standing around and they did a little presentation at the, the start to say, you know, what the money is going for. They even had a truck or a van with one of the mobile filtration systems that they had set up. So you could actually see what your race entry was going to support. So I thought that was really cool. Not only are you saying, here's what it's doing, but you can see it in action. And then the race director is describing, okay, you're going to turn here. You're going to do this. You're going to go down to this street and then turn right. And I'm, you know, I've never run a race in Florence before. So I was like, mm, okay, I don't really know where these streets are, but I'm hoping it's going to be well marked. And then he holds up this little sign and it's like, I don't know, maybe a foot by four or five inches of just like a green, blue, or red arrow. And he's like, we'll have these marking the course. So look down at the ground to find these. Don't follow the painting on the road. If you do that, you'll end up running a marathon. What? And I'm like, I know. I was like, oh, oh man. Because then I started getting kind of nervous. Yeah. Like it is a small race. Maybe they don't have enough people out there to kind of really, you know, point you along the correct path. So I'm going to have to be looking hard for these little tiny arrows along the way. And so we, we start. And there was a good mix. Even though it was a small race, you had people who were like running laps around the church parking lot who you could tell were super competitive to like entire families walking with their animals and strollers so all ability levels were really involved in this race which was nice because sometimes with the smaller races I'm like oh what if I'm going to be the very last one you know which hey it's still more than people sitting at home on the couch but that's just me I don't want to be the very last so we start, and even though you're making all of these turns, there are policemen out there. They have volunteers along the course. So my fears were squashed pretty early about not being able to follow the course or it not being marked clearly. It was. They did a really great job for it being such a small race. But Florence is hilly. And I thought, oh, no. Here I've picked a race that I thought would be fast and flat to test my knee and it's hilly. So what if I end up hurting myself? Mm. But I had taken some a leave before I left the house just because I thought if it does give me fits, at least this way, maybe it'll, you know, help cut down on the pain and then any kind of inflammation or stuff after the fact. So I had the leave already in my system and thankfully it didn't bother me any more than it had on just my mile or two run in the neighborhood. So I was very, very thankful that I didn't have any worse problems than I'd already experienced. So to me, this says, now granted, it's just three miles. It's not like I'm out there doing a 10 miler with my, with my knee that's giving me fits. Please don't. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> not right now. Uh, it's, it says, you know, just within that mileage, it is what it is. Yeah. One mile compared to three miles, I didn't really notice any kind of difference, yeah. even running on a really hilly course. Uh, and I surprised myself because I ran the majority of the race, even the uphill portions, which were wow. really steep. Yeah. Like I'm talking this one hill at mile two and a half could have been and run the bluegrass that and it was like straight up. It was the hill in the neighborhood where all the kids like bring their skateboards and their bikes because they want to go down it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And they were out there. They were giving us high fives on their skateboards. Nice. Their 
Yeah, because it was all through residential areas, which was nice because, as you girls know, I love to look at the architecture of the houses and, and you know, just the different things and yeah. people's yards and how they decorate their homes. So it distracts me from running. Um, <laughs> but overall, really good. It According to my app, and I was trying to pull up the actual results, but I can't seem to find them online just yet. Um, it was just a little bit long. My, my app was 3.3 miles, and I did that in 42 minutes flat. So my nice. overall average pace was 12.44, which was actually faster than what I had been running before the runner's knee started acting up. So, again, that does give me a little confidence in having to slack off in my mileage these past two weeks. I haven't really lost a whole lot of my fitness yet. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, that path continues. Mm. <laughs> and I can make it to April to complete one of my favorite races throughout the year. Uh, this will be my fourth time for Run the Bluegrass. So, hoping that still gets to happen. But this week, I'm just going to continue to try to do running when I can. I know this week is going to be crazy because we've got, like I mentioned, the mock trial competition and parent-teacher conferences this week, but just hoping to squeeze in a couple of miles here and there. And um, come Sunday, I'll be free. You know, between you being super busy with mock trial and, you know, recovering from that race and having this runner's knee, it might just be a good week to cut back you know what I mean like don't worry don't get the runs in just let your body uh take it easy yeah you're you're totally dead on in that point and I agree it's just you know I start to worry a little bit with my half marathon approaching like yeah I need to get at least some consistent mileage in every week because I don't want to especially knowing how hilly run the bluegrass is you know I don't want to go in just completely cold so We'll see. We'll see. I'm not stressing too hard this week, but if it happens for multiple weeks, yeah, <laughs> you might hear a little panic set in. Well, right. I'm just. I'm also concerned about you. You know, pushing on your knees since since it has been bothering you still. So, right. Um. Yeah. So good luck. <laughs> uh, let us you. know how it goes. I hope mock trial goes smoothly for you. Yes, as do I. <laughs> and hopefully you'll have a little more. I don't know. Maybe things will be feel a little bit easier in general after it's over, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not as much stress on my weekly schedule, a little bit more uh, flexibility in my activities. So that's what I'm hoping for. Awesome. Well, great job with your hilly 5K race. Thanks. And up next, we have our interview with Angie Spencer from Marathon Training Academy. Tonight, we are joined by Angie Spencer, running coach and host of the Marathon Training Academy podcast with her husband, Trevor. Angie is a marathon maniac, running marathons all year long, and has lately been trying her hand at ultra-distance races as well. We had Angie on way back in season one of Runner Girls to share her advice as a coach on half marathon training for beginners. But tonight we're talking to Angie about her personal running journey. Welcome back to Runner Girls podcast, Angie. Thanks, ladies. It's great to be here again. Yeah, it's great to have you. You know, I've been listening to Marathon Training Academy 
since uh, I started running and listening to running podcasts. You know, it's, right. it's wow. probably, I would say, the gold standard for running podcasts because you guys give a ton of useful information and then you have your great world famous <laughs> race recounts as well. <laughs> so, you know, as a runner and a podcaster, it's great inspiration for me personally. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. But we want to talk about you. So since we last spoke way back in 2012, you've run like a bazillion marathons, you've qualified for and ran the Boston Marathon, and you've now run a couple of ultras. So what's your secret to staying healthy while accomplishing so much in the world of running? Well, I don't really think there is exactly one thing that I would call a secret. I think it's a number of different things that come together to help me be able to do what I, I can do. And it's come through years of just experimenting and practicing and seeing what works for my body. And so I guess that would be kind of the one big thing I would share with people is to listen to your body and to, you know, take the time to build up that solid running base. And, you know, don't try to rush the process. Um, so many people, you know, maybe they have a big goal in mind and they don't necessarily build that solid foundation then they can have quite a few bumps along the way and maybe things don't turn out quite the way they hoped. So, you know, I guess I'll say that what I've been able to accomplish over the years has taken years, you know, and I've really had to learn along the way that it's important for me to be careful to cross train and to build up things like core strength so that I can run a lot of races and stay injury free. And it's important that I rest and listen to my body and also really dial in the nutrition aspect of it too. That's been very important. So just focusing on every aspect, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not a really like an easy answer. There's there's so much that goes into it, but I don't want to make it seem oversimplified for people right. because you know you guys know it's it's a lot of hard work to um, run races and to be able to accomplish your running goals, and that's what makes it so special is because that not everyone is doing it because it is challenging. Yeah, it is. You have been running a ton of marathons. You are a true marathon maniac. What level maniac are you now, and how do you recover between marathons? Well, I kind of consider myself a baby maniac, to be honest. I'm only at level four. I think that's Iridium, and there's 10 levels. Um, and so, you know, when I compare myself to some people who have doing been doing marathons for years or who run marathons every single weekend, I feel like you know, I'm not that I haven't really done that much. Um, for an example, at the last marathon I ran this last weekend in Phoenix, there was a man who had run over 700 marathons. So uh -huh. that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, what have I actually accomplished? <laughs> you know, not that much in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I'm sure he's been doing it longer, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is you just cannot compare yourself with other people. Yeah. You just have to realize that you're on your own personal running journey and to just really, um, you know, stay focused on your goals. And I, I do feel very fortunate that I've been able to run a bunch of races. I love being able to connect with people um, as a marathon maniac and also through the podcast as well. And so I, I think that, you know, running has opened up so many neat avenues into my life. And I just, you know, feel really grateful that I'm able to do that. Yeah, it's mind boggling to me how because, you know, as a regular listener that I am, I'm always hearing all these different marathons that you're running. Are you what do you average like one a month or every couple of weeks? Something like that? Well, it depends. Last year, I ran seven marathons and three ultras. This year, I've run two marathons already. And 
you know, it, it kind of depends. I usually have a few that I really want to run every year. Um, and so I have to, you know, the ones that you have to register for in advance or maybe get into the lottery. And then depending on where I'll be traveling, I'll try to fit in races, kind of opportunistic races, I call them. You know, I'll be going somewhere and I'll look and see if there's a marathon that weekend. And, you know, that's just kind of how I roll a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, did you apply for New York this year? I did. It's like my fourth time in the lottery. I consider it my annual donation to the lottery because I don't you, get in. Oh, you haven't gotten in yet? Not yet, uh, but one of these years, you know. I hope you do. Like, I, I applied. I hope I get in. But regardless of that, I hope you do since you've applied four times. That's crazy. Oh, well, that's sweet. Eventually, if I don't get in, I'll just, you know, run it for charity or something and I'll, I'll figure out a way. But yeah. it's one of those that's on my bucket list. You know, I'm no, in no hurry to do it, but it will be awesome when I get to experience it someday. <laughs> yeah. So I think Katie and Megan have some questions for you as well. Awesome. Hey, Angie, it's Katie here. Speaking of bucket list races, what do you think the biggest factor in your training that led you to qualifying for Boston was after years of marathon running? That's a great question. And I think that's the thing for everyone, um, you know, if their goal is to qualify for Boston, it happens in a little bit different way. You know, I know people who have qualified for Boston at their first marathon, and it's like, wow, how did they do that kind of thing? And for me, it was more of just that gradual process of getting to understand what my body is capable of and building that mental and physical toughness to be able to do that. I think one big thing that really helped me was that I transitioned to what I call a fat-adapted diet. And so I went through the process of cutting out sugars and grains, and that really helped my body to be able to burn fat as fuel more efficiently, and I really feel like it helped my endurance. I also did uh, what's called zone two training, and so you work on keeping your heart rate um, in zone two, and usually it takes a process of two to three months, but it really can help build your cardiovascular fitness. So I think it was kind of a combination of the dietary changes that I made, and also kind of going back to basics and doing some heart rate training. And then honestly, you know, the marathon that I was running, I was just trying to see where my fitness was at, and it just kind of happened. Um, So it was really exciting and gratifying. And so I just kind of attribute it to um, experimenting and and figuring out um, how my body was going to run the best. Those are the best surprises when you finish a race and you're like, holy crap, how did I do that? (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) And I can totally remember to listening uh, to your Boston Marathon race recap with your jacket and everything. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So after marathons, what inspired you to pursue ultra marathons and how were you able to cope with the challenges in terrain and the added demand on your body? Well, I, you know, people started asking me after I'd done, you know, maybe a couple dozen marathons, like, when are you going to do an ultra? When are you going to do an ultra? You know, because they're thinking, well, Angie's got to up her game here. (laughs) And so I was just kind of put people off and saying, after I qualify and run Boston, then I'll do an ultra. Mm -hmm. So then that happened and I got to run Boston in 2015. And so that was kind of my excuses were gone because, you know, sometimes when people train for an ultra, they tend to get slower. Um, just because you're putting more miles on your body and everything. So after that point, I was like, well, I guess maybe I should do an ultra. And uh, we were traveling in the West during the summer, and I had signed up for the Leadville Trail Marathon. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the Leadville Trail Marathon, it starts at 10,000 feet, and it goes up to 13,185 feet. So 
basically just at the starting line. I'm, you know, come from Missouri, and so we were like at 200 feet. I was already short of breath, and <laughs> oh my goodness. Long story short, there was just thousands of feet of elevation changes. There were times where I wondered if I would survive the race, but I drug my carcass across the finish line in seven <laughs> hours and 11 minutes. It was my slowest marathon time, but strangely enough, it was also extremely exhilarating. It was like, I just did that, you know, and yeah, it was really slow, but I felt like I could take on anything at that point. And we were going to continue going out west. We were going to be heading through Idaho, and I'd never run a marathon in Idaho yet. So I thought, well, I'll find a you know, marathon in Idaho to do that. But there wasn't anything during the time frame that I wanted except for a 40-miler. So I was like, well, you know, I'm on this high from <laughs> Leadville, literally. I'm like, yeah, well, it's 40 miles. I can do this. So <laughs> it literally was like 10 days later, I ran this 40-miler, and you know, it was challenging, but I don't know, it was just, you know, something that I had that confidence that I could do it. And, you know, I kind of stuck with my tried and true, you know, fueling and uh, different strategies that I had learned through using from doing marathons. And and I finished the, the 40 miler in about seven hours and 30 minutes. And it was like, yeah, at that point, I could see myself doing a 50 miler. I was like, you know, obviously, every muscle in my body is hurting, but what's 10 more miles? That amnesia that comes into your mind. Uh Cross the finish line and like, ooh, let's do that again. Exactly, exactly. So that was like, okay, I wanted to sign up for a 50 miler. I found one in October that I wanted to do. But then I knew I had to get out on trails because I'm a road runner. We don't really have much for trails around here. So I really had to make a concentrated effort to get some trails in. And so during the process of training for the 50 miler, I signed up for a 50K trail race in Illinois as kind of my peak weekend. It was actually a night 10K on trails. And then the next day it was a 25K on trails and the next day a 50K. So I was like, this will be perfect. I won't have to do all these long runs by myself. I can just do this trail series and, you know, get a medal for it. It'll all be good. And, you know, ended up having a good time. I mean, it, it was crazy, but it also helped you know, me learn to run on tired legs and everything and, and kind of fit some of those recovery pieces into the equation. So I felt like it really prepared me well for that 50 miler in October. Right. The natural progression of running always what's next, what's further, what's faster. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I almost feel like that trail series would be more challenging than the 50 miler because you're just building up and and then you're running an ultra after already running all those other distances the previous days. That's, yeah, I just, my brain can't process that. (laughs) I think mentally, you know, like that third day and the alarm went off and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to do this. Why didn't I pick a different hobby? You know, normal people are (laughs) sleeping in on weekends and here I am pushing my body to do this, you know, but then once you get out there and you see all the other crazy people and it's exciting and you're like, yeah, let's do this. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So Angie, what's next for you in 2016. Are there any big races or new goals you're excited about? Well, I'm really excited. My husband and I both got into the Berlin Marathon this year. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be our first international marathon that'll be in September. So we're planning a trip to Germany and and hopefully going to stay, you know, 10 days, two weeks and be able to explore the country as well. So in some ways, marathons are an excuse to travel for me a little bit. I'm trying to run a marathon in all 50 states. And so I've got 33 states under my belt. I'll probably try to fit in a few more states this year. 
you know, I, I would maybe think about doing another ultra if the right one came up and, you know, kind of the right time frame and everything. So I can't say that I have, I, I feel a little bit adrift. Usually I'm this type A person. I've got every month mapped out, but it's still kind of open. We're in the process of trying to relocate. So our house is on the market and it's like, well, if we move, then I don't know when we're going to, you know, we're going to be here. And anyway, so my year is a little bit weird, but I do have the Fargo Marathon on the calendar for May. Uh, which will be a new state, North Dakota for me, and then Berlin in September. And then I just have kind of kind of leave it, play it by ear and, and see what fits in the rest of the year. Berlin is going to be awesome, I imagine, because it's supposed to be a pretty fast course. And there's a there's generally like a lot of record setting attempts at Berlin. You're right. And yeah, a lot of um, elite runners usually are there. So I'm sure I'll be like starstruck, like, oh, you know, <laughs> All these people we hear about, I'll be really neat. Super exciting. And Angie, where can people find your Marathon Training Academy podcast and the coaching services that you offer? Well, a great place to go is to our website, marathontrainingacademy.com. And you can find out how to subscribe to the podcast there. We've got lots of blog posts and information about the coaching services that I offer, about the academy where it's just a really great group of accountability and we have training courses for people to go through. Um, we can be found on Facebook and Twitter and then, you know, iTunes has our podcast as well as Stitcher and some of the others. So yeah, I'd encourage people to come over there and check us out. You know, as I already said, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so I definitely recommend anybody who's not already listening to check it out. It's a huge wealth of information on training more than what we offer because we're just fumbling our way through it half the time. So um, thank you so much for being on again, Angie. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much. You have a great evening. This episode of Run a Girl's podcast is sponsored by Jabra. And Jabra Pulse is the wireless sports earbud that is perfect for runners of all levels and speeds. So listeners to the show know that I've tried several types of Bluetooth headphones. And now using the Jabra Pulse earbuds, one thing that they have the other headphones didn't have is the built-in heart rate monitor. So now when I run, my earbuds sync right up with my GPS watch. I can just look down at my watch anytime during my run and my heart rate is right there. No need to wear a separate chest strap or to dig out my phone to see what my heart rate is. Yeah, I love the Jabra Pulse Bluetooth earbuds because they're super easy to customize. You know, everybody's ear is going to be different. So the fit of the headphones are really personalized to you. They come with all these little different pieces. You've got the earbud itself. You've got this thing called the ear wing. So the fit is secure. It doesn't move until you want them to. And I love that. Not having to worry about it falling out or fighting with it, constantly readjusting it during a run. Yeah, I like the ear wing especially. You don't see that a lot in earbuds, how it kind of locks into your ear and holds it in place. I love it because I am a sweater and I do occasionally run outside when it's raining and I never worry about my headphones. I don't have to worry about if I sweat on them or if they get wet because I know they'll be fine. And the other thing is it connects quickly with any type of smartphone that has Bluetooth or NFC pairing. And it works with all different types of running apps. I have used it with RunMeter and I have used it with my watch. There's also the Jabra integrated running app too that you could use. 
And we want to remind you that Runner Girls listeners can get exclusive offers and product discounts by signing up at jabra.com slash runnergirls, where we will be giving away a pair of Jabra Pulse Bluetooth earbuds to one lucky listener each month that we run this promotion. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes or go to jabra.com slash runnergirls to sign up for the Jabra newsletter, and you're automatically entered into the monthly drawing. And if you are listening to this right now, on your cell phone if you just click in the podcast app that you're listening to and there's a link right there in that app that you can click on to enter to win yourself a pair of bluetooth earbuds so visit jabber.com slash to start your journey or buy the jabber pulse at your local best buy jabra this is where it starts this episode of runner girls podcast is also sponsored by charmed running we all love to run but sometimes we need a little inspiration to lace up and get out there. Charmed Running was born out of a necessity for such inspiration. Unable to find the perfect personalized shoelace bling, Teresa, the founder and creator behind Charmed Running, began to design her own. Soon after, at start line after start line, runners began to ask where she found her bright, colorful, personalized running charms. Then she realized she needed to offer them to other runners who are seeking the same inspiration, because we are all in this together. Charmed running running charms are for anyone who owns a pair of sneakers. Whether you run or not, these whimsical metallic mementos are sure to inspire you every time you look down. After all, that is when we need it most. CharmedRunning.com or search Charmed Running on Etsy. All right, that brings us to Runner Girl Recommends. What's your recommend this week, Katie? My recommend this week is actually another free download that I got from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've talked about that before. Like if you don't have the Starbucks app, sign up for it because you get the free offer codes to redeem. But the actual recommend I'm talking about is called the Momento app. It's really, really cool because what it does is it links your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, any of your social media accounts all into one place and almost creates a private personalized journal to where you can walk back through all of your moments in time it links it's almost like time hop on facebook but all of your social media accounts in one place to where you can also add things and comment on things and it asks you at the end of each day how was your day and you can put in any kind of like details or big events that happened for that day so so far i've really liked it in fact just this week, it popped up with um, the trip that my dad and I took to the Daytona 500. And I did not think it was seven years ago, y'all, but it said 2009. And I was like, what? That's not possible. Wow. <laughs> I know. So I sent that to him today. And I was like, happy Daytona day. And this was seven years ago. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> so, yes, thanks to the Momento app. I know it was seven years ago. But it's just really neat, and I like to always look back on those kind of things and just think, where was I at this point so many years ago? Or even if it's just, you know, a couple of months ago, you can scroll back through. There's lots of easy ways to do it. You can search by event, tag, place. Really, really cool if you like that kind of stuff. Check it out, the Memento app. I really want this, but it looks like it may only be available for the Apple App Store. So Android users may be out of luck. I'll have to do some more research, but this is a really cool idea and I want something like this. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, and I at first I was a little concerned that people would get so much uh, information about me, but it's private, right? It's just for you. Exactly. It's it's all on your phone. It's not shared. It's not any of that. It's just for you. A private journal almost. Awesome. Very cool. Memento. Yeah. So, Megan, what's your recommend tonight? My recommend tonight is something um, I just got and tried out for the first time. Under Armour Running Capris. Marshall and I went to Tanger Outlets nearby yesterday. And uh, we went into the Under Armour store just kind of on a whim. And we saw, I was kind of looking at running stuff because that's pretty much all I shop for these days when it comes to clothes. And Marshall kind of talked me into trying on a pair of capris. And I wore them today and they were really awesome. And they were really comfortable and they looked nice and they kept me cool, which almost wasn't that good this morning because it was in like low 50s, mid 50s when I started running. So <laughs> it kept me, I, I didn't need any help being cool, I guess. It, it was perfect weather for capris. It sounds like and, it, yeah. Yeah, so, and the wind started blowing, and they kind of wicked the wind, so my legs were a little bit chilly. I was like, oh, that's nice. I can tell in summer, or if it's any warmer, this is going to be great. Yeah. And they were just comfortable, and they fit really well, and I've been trying to find a couple more capris for days like today, where it's not really hot, but I don't need fleece-lined leggings or tights either. Did they have any so. kind of sales or anything going on right now, Megan? I was at an outlet store, so it's harder to tell, but I looked mm-hmm. at the website, and they have a couple pairs of Capris that are on sale for like $20, okay. to $30. That's pretty good. Yeah, last year, I can remember going into Under Armour outlet, and they were having like a two pieces for 50 or 60 bucks or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, you could mix and yeah. match all kinds of different things, and I was trying to time it just right again I this think, year. <laughs> I think they were doing the two for 50 again, because oh, I didn't... Okay. I didn't do that. I didn't. I wasn't sure if I'd like them. And I, right. like, I didn't want to buy two when I never worn them before. But they had that too. And um, I'm finding I really like Under Armour stuff here lately. Yes. Which is only bad because they're expensive. <laughs> Worth it. But you got to catch them on sale. <laughs> high quality products. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what it is. They're really high quality. So I haven't had any issues with any of the Under Armour stuff I've gotten here and there. Yeah, I agree. I've loved everything that I've had that was Under Armour. And these capris are super cute, too. They come in different little accent colors and stuff. So I'm going to have to check out my Under Armour outfit, it looks like, in case I ever get to run again. (laughs) Great recommend, Megan. I love it. My recommend this week is another book. And this is by Matt Fitzgerald, who's written a bunch of really awesome running related books in terms of training nutrition and this one specifically deals with motivation and um, using your mental muscle during racing and running and it's called how bad do you want it it's mastering the psychology of mind over muscle and I'm still early into the book I'm not too far into it but I'm really enjoying it and I'm always interested in how I can use my brain to my advantage because so often it is almost psyching me out, (laughs) you know? So uh, definitely check out How Bad Do You Want It if you want to figure out 
how you can use your brain to your advantage in racing and kind of get past some of those mental barriers that we all have at different points during running. All right, so that brings us to Runner Girl of the Week. Katie, who is our Runner Girl of the Week this week? All right, our Runner Girl this week is Miss Morgan Lynch from Columbus, Georgia. And I believe Morgan has been our Runner Girl once upon a time in the past, but it was quite a while ago. So I thought I'd, I'd give her a shout out this week. She ran a 5K, 3.14 miles, and she said she knocked off two minutes from her time last month. I'll uh. take it. Yeah, so that's awesome. Congrats. Keep up the good work. Glad to see you're out there and running. And hopefully, you know, those times, well, I don't want to say that. Maybe you're happy with them. But hopefully they keep going down if you want them to go down. <laughs> but congrats, Morgan. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for being our friend on Daily Mile. And keep on running. Awesome. Yeah, great run. And we choose our Runner Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile feeds. If you would like to friend us on Daily Mile and possibly be a future Runner Girl or Guy, all of our Daily Mile links and the link to Megan Smashrun are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And up next, we have feedback. So Katie, what do we have for feedback this week? All right, this week we got an email at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com from Sarah, who is in the UK. And Sarah writes, Hi, Sue, Katie, and Megan. My name is Sarah, and I am a longtime listener from way back in 2012. I'm a secondary school history teacher, equivalent to grades 6 through 12, and can completely relate to Katie and Megan's struggle to get a run in during term time. However, school doesn't start nearly as early for us in the UK, and I am always fascinated to hear how different our two systems are. I am particularly intrigued by the personal days and the two-hour delays, and to be honest, bamboozled by the idea of jobs for the next year only becoming available in May and June. (laughs) Yes, it bamboozles me too, Sarah. Um, I also have a dog that I run with. Her name is Ruby, and she is a Wamaraner. Thankfully, I have a lot of woods and canal paths where she can run off lead, but it is pretty nasty running with a full poo bag. (laughs) I haven't yet put her in a Halloween or Christmas outfit, but who knows what the future holds. Oh, that's great. The visual image of running with a full bag of poo. Yeah. I'm imagining like arm outstretched (laughs) running through the woods. Sarah continues in her email. She says, I have to say a big thank you to Sue for telling us listeners about her experience running whilst pregnant. It enabled me to feel confident enough to keep running until about seven months, and I only stopped when it felt like I had a full bladder on every step. However, I took Sue's advice to heart and have chosen black leggings to run in post-baby just in case. You might need a little more than that, though, just so you know. (laughs) Maybe a little, um... They make these great things called poise pads, which can really hold a lot. (laughs) So highly recommend. Um, But she continues, I have two questions I am hoping you can answer. Number one, when you talk about temperature going below zero, do you mean Fahrenheit or Celsius? I'm guessing the former as that is the measurement most used in the U.S. And it sounds horrible. I'm always trying to convert your temperatures into degrees Celsius for it to make sense to me. And yes, we do mean Fahrenheit. 
so it's pretty freaking cold. <laughs> but fortunately, yes. we haven't had any below zero days here. Well, we had one that was below zero, but I wasn't out wearing it. So it's been pretty good here so far this, this winter. Sarah also continues on to ask her second question where she says, Thanks to your recommends, I have an Erin Condren Life Planner, which I love. Thanks. However, in the past, I've ordered the 18 month in July. This year, I would like to order the 12 months. If I ordered this in July, would it be August to August, which I want as a teacher, or would it be January to December 2017? Um, to answer your question, I'm 99% sure that when you order in July, it goes from August to August. Or you can make the choice at that point. Oh, you can pick? I think, I know, maybe not in the July launch, but by if you wait a couple months till August or September, you can choose. They used to allow the choices, but I'm not sure if they do anymore. Because the last time I ordered, I had to switch from January to December. Or the last time I ordered, I got the 18 months oh. because it carried over until the end of December. And then they only started doing January to December. So... Uh, I don't know on that. Yeah, what you might want to do, Sarah, is um, if you haven't yet ordered, go to the website and um, try adding it to your shopping cart and seeing what options it gives you. If it allows you to choose which months get covered, and maybe that will help. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she says, thanks for all the efforts you guys go into making the podcast. It has kept me sane through night feedings and most recently my half marathon training. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. She's been with us since 2012, so she's put up with a lot from the Runner Girls. <laughs> <laughs> she's put a lot of miles. We appreciate this. your continued listening, and good luck with your half marathon. Let us know how it goes. So thank you for the email, and don't forget about the Runner Girls hotline. The number is 207-200-3297. Keep those calls coming in. Up next, we have Charity Challenge. All right, so that brings us back to the Charity Challenge. So if you're not familiar, we, haven't, we actually haven't done this since 2014. Uh, the Charity Challenge is a fun contest to raise money for charity and to motivate listeners like you to achieve your running goals. Here's how you can participate. You just donate $5 to the Charity Challenge. You tell us your goal race and predicted finishing time and get as close to that time as you can. And whoever gets closest wins. And we pick the top three, so you don't have to be number one. Top three get prizes. And it doesn't matter if it is a 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, whatever. It doesn't matter if your finish time is expected to be 15 minutes or eight hours. Just train for a race and hit the time you think you can run. And you could be one of three winners to receive a Runner Girls t-shirt and a Runner Girls race medal. So go to runnergirlspodcast.com slash charity to enter. And if you don't want to participate in the contest, but you would still like to donate, you can do that too, because every dollar helps. And the charity that we are supporting this year is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's a 24-hour toll-free confidential suicide prevention hotline available to anyone in suicidal crisis or emotional distress. By dialing 1-800-273-TALK or 8255, callers will be connected to the nearest crisis center that provides crisis counseling and mental health referrals day and night. 
Your donations will be used to support services such as crisis chat services and training for counselors. And if you or someone you know is experiencing a crisis, please call 1-800-273-TALK. Suicide is preventable. And we just want to say thank you this week to our first charity challenge entrant, Patty Duncan. And so thank you, Patty, for donating and entering the Runner Girls Charity Challenge. And good luck in the Colfax Half Marathon on May 15th. All right. So I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? I do. I have a quote from Christopher McDougall, who wrote Born to Run. And he says, the reason we race isn't so much to beat each other, but to be with each other. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I like running with other people. I'm only trying to beat my own times. Yeah. And that's why I run races against myself, but not really against anybody out there on the course. I don't care what they're doing. It's nice to see them and talk to them and be with other people who are running and be able to talk about running. But then after that, I, um, you know, I don't care what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a great quote. And it really reminds you of how much the running community is so supportive of each other. And it's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because we get to hear so much from listeners and their races and we get to support them and we get to support each other. So um, definitely appreciate acknowledging the running community. Absolutely. Well said. So that is it for episode six of season four. Join us next time when we'll be talking with runner and roller derbyist Dara O'Bannon. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to us at runnergirlsshow, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, and follow us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.